everybody, it's the Listen In Podcast. We are back again with another episode of 10 Minutes or Less. On this week's episode, we are talking about the newest episode of Vinyl, and this is episode 7, entitled The King and I. So what this episode starts out with is Richie getting his life together. He is reading Abraham Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, getting some self-actualization. He's getting all the booze out of his office, and he is talking with his partners about how they can make payroll and kind of cut costs at American Century. So the big idea that they come up with is that they can sell the company plane um, to another record record executive out in California who's having a little bit more success than they are and has more of the use for the plane. So what ends up happening is Richie and Zach head out on the plane to go and make the sale. Um, and while they're on the plane, they start talking. They're reminiscing about some of the times they've had on the plane. They actually reference that this was the, the plane that Jim Morrison had his last three-way on. So fun little fact about the, the American Century company plane. Um, it's interesting to note the relationship between Zach and Richie, which has become one of the vocal points of this season of vinyl. Um, basically, Richie has not treated Zach very well. Um, Zach is kind of the odd man out. Um, at American Century. He doesn't have a particularly good ear for, for talent. He doesn't um, interact with artists very well, as we saw last week with him having an awkward exchange with David Bowie. Um, so they're trying to repair the relationship after Richie screwed him over in this record company sale um, after ruining his daughter's bat mitzvah. And they're just trying to feel each other out right now on the plane. Um, Zach actually brings up that he had he, he thinks he found this great new talent um, at his daughter's bat mitzvah and thinks maybe they can bring him in. And Richie kind of, you know, doesn't really think all that much of, of Zach and his ear for talent, but, you know, he says, bring him in, whatever, just we'll see how it goes. It's kind of an olive branch. Uh, but basically what ends up happening is they they get out to L.A., they make the sale of their, of their company plane. They're sad to see it go. But they get invited to a party at a at that record executive's house who bought the plane, um, and Richie thinks that this is a great opportunity to go and potentially steal some clients uh, to help revitalize the business. So once they're over at this party, um, we get a few different cameos, which is something that Vinyl does really, really well. We have Mama Cass at this party, who is, of course, from the Moms and the Papas. Um, Richie is talking with some of the members of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. We get a quick shot of Neil Young walking through the party, and there's actually a joke about um, potentially reuniting Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, so this is, like I said, something that Vinyl does really well, and it's cool to see these artists interacting with um, different characters in the TV show and kind of how they all fit into the, the greater story overall. So one of the cool things about this these California scenes is that it reminded me of Mad Men and what they would do when they would have California episodes. So there seems to be an interesting dichotomy between New York and L.A. in this era um, where New York people and have a they have a particular um, vibe about them and a, and a particular way of life and when they go out to California it seems like it's this oasis and it's this opportunity to kind of re reinvent and, and start over again we saw this in Mad Men whenever Dawn would go out there uh, and we're kind of seeing it again with Richie and in Vinyl where Richie thinks that this is going to be a, um, a good opportunity for the business um, they can get some new artists doesn't end up happening though where you know they 
don't particularly fit in with the vibe um, of the party or this whole California scene. So what ends up happening is Richie and Zach hear a rumor that Elvis isn't happy with his current recording contract with RCA, and they decide to head over to Vegas and see if they can pitch him on joining American Century. So when they're out there, uh, they meet up with a couple of girls who they're just hanging out with before they're meeting with Elvis. Um, you know, they're Richie's trying to stay sober throughout this whole thing. Uh, they offer him some coke. He doesn't imbibe in it. Um, and they actually had a pretty funny conversation. Uh, the girls ask if they've ever met a Beatle before. Uh, and Zach goes, does Ringo count? And the girls just laugh and say no. So unfortunately, Ringo not getting any love from anyone. Um, but as the episode progresses, uh, they're hanging out with the girls. They're having kind of a, a debaucherous night. Zach is is drinking. He's blowing coke. Uh, they're gambling. Richie keeps seeing the number 18 pop up throughout. He saw it on the, the tail of the jet. He saw it again on a bottle of scotch. And he's seeing it again as he's winning a bunch of blackjack hands. Now, Zach thinks that, you know, they should stay there. They should ditch the, the meeting with Elvis. They should just keep gambling and, and, and winning money. Uh, Richie, who is sober, uh, thinks this is a bad idea. And he goes, no, forget it. We'll meet up with Elvis. You know, we'll, we'll just do things as planned. Um, so before their meeting with Elvis, they actually go and see him, and it's interesting to see what his Vegas show was like at this time. So keep in mind that this is uh, early to mid-70s Elvis. He's getting a little bit older. He is uh, a little bit chubby, bloated, you know, not the same guy he used to be. So he's he's up on stage. He's kind of playing to the older ladies that are in the crowd. Um, Zach, in particular, is unimpressed with what he's seeing. Uh, and he basically says that rock and roll died tonight because of how bad Elvis's performance was. Um, so later on in the episode, Richie ends up pitching Elvis one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, it's just it's just him and the king. So they're talking. They're talking about music. Elvis is kind of reminiscing about the old days and, and where he wants his career to go. And him and Richie seem to really understand, you know, what Elvis needs to do. They actually bond over Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and self-actualization. So they seem to be forming a really great relationship. And Elvis is all set to sign with American Century uh, until the colonel shows up. And the colonel is kind of this puppet master of Elvis's business dealings. Um, and the colonel kind of puts a stop to this decision to, to sign with American Century. So this was an interesting peek into Elvis's later career, and it was actually kind of sad because, like I said, he was a little bit bloated. His mind didn't seem to totally be there. He was constantly popping pills. It seemed like he had the colonel making all the decisions uh, financially and from a business sense for him. Um, and, you know, it's interesting to, to think what could have happened if Elvis had signed with somebody like Richie um, later on in his career. Would it have ended the way that it ended? Could he have revitalized it? Um, how would have things been different? So it's, it, it's a cool uh, situation that Vinyl presents uh, and I think is one of the things that they do really well on this show, which is kind of um, challenging the, the history of rock and the history of the music industry and how things could have been a little bit different. Um, so really this episode wraps up with a big Richie and Zach moment. So what ends up happening is 
Zach thinks that the two girls that they were hanging out with have stolen the $90,000 that they had gotten from the sale of their company plane. Uh, and Richie goes along with this theory, uh, when in reality, Richie had slipped into the room unnoticed, and he had taken the money, and he had gambled it all away um, because of this idea of the number 18 that had kept popping up. Uh, you know, he saw it at the blackjack table, he saw it on the bottle of scotch, he saw it on the, the tail of the airplane, uh, and he thinks that this is a sign from God that he needs to gamble all of this money and make even more for the record label. Uh, he ends up losing it all, but doesn't tell Zach that he lost it. And he leads Zach to believe that Zach was responsible for losing all of this money. Um, so it, just an all-time piece of shit move from Richie in a season of piece of shit moves, uh, which is just not good to see because I mentioned last week that Richie was already really, really unlikable with his behavior towards Dev and his behavior towards his coworkers, And that is just kind of continuing this week as well. Um, so the episode ends with Richie and Zach on a plane ride back to New York. And it's interesting to see the dichotomy between the plane ride they had to LA at the start and the plane ride back. You know, on, on the way there, they were in their private plane. They had drinks being served to them. It was just them. And on the way back, they're stuck in coach. They have, you know, a fat guy sitting next to them. There's not a lot of room on the plane. There's a crying baby. And it's just a real testament to how far they've fallen, not only in this episode, but really in the season in general. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where American Century ends up, where Richie ends up, um, if he owns up to gambling away all of this money, um, which he probably won't because he's a really unlikable guy. So hopefully we get some flashes of humanity from Richie, uh, but I'm not holding my breath. So let us know what you thought of the episode. You can tweet at us at level4 underscore media on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on the blog at level4media.net. Uh, we'll be back next week for the episode 8 recap. So see you then.